Hello there! Welcome to episode 15 of the Voices Unheard podcast, where we share stories of change makers who are giving a voice to people or issues that are too often silenced. Today I'm joined by Tracy Curran from Koru Care, which is a kids' charity based in New Zealand that aims to provide kids with disabilities or terminal illnesses a trip of a lifetime. How do they do that? Well, let's find out. So I've got Tracy from Coral Care with me today. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you very much. Well, so tell us about Coral Care. What is it and what does it aim to do? Right, Coral Care, um, our main objective is to give children a trip of a lifetime. So any child that's been sick, a cancer kid, heart kid, kidney kid, we just like to take them away, get them away from their doctors, their nurses, their siblings, <laughs> um, and just let them be kids again for a couple of weeks or depends where we go. Okay, that's awesome, that's awesome. Do you, yeah. What was the idea behind the charity? What started it? Yeah. Um, I did have, I had to ask the, the chairperson. Um, so basically about 38 years ago, um, a staff member in New Zealand had a child in a wheelchair and he thought, oh, I'd like to get him and his mates all to the movies. So they did a bit of fundraising and took a bunch of his mates to the movies. And then they thought, oh, we could do something better than this. And for some reason, the next trip was to Coronation Street in the UK. <laughs> so wow. not, quite sure, not quite sure what the thinking was behind that. but um, And then after they sort of did that, they thought, well, where does every other kid really want to go? And Disneyland popped up. So that is the main objective is to take kids to the States. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then how did you get involved with the charity? Um, my mum is the chairperson. <laughs> so that helps. Awesome. And all the all the all the committee had full time jobs and I mm. just had just had a baby and they said, Well, do you want to start doing some work from home? Because it was getting all too much for them. So mm-hmm. I sort of took took over um, a bit of the fundraising and organising the trips and getting the kids and just do office work banking donation receipts so I've been doing that now for 20 years gosh wow wow I mean I guess in the past 20 years what has been kind of your I mean it must be hard to choose but what has been your favorite memory with the organization if you had to pick one oh god for the, for the first like 15 years I didn't actually go on the trips because I had mm-hmm. a baby um, so I had to stay home and look after her. So I'd organise all these amazing trips and I'd see all the photos and go, oh, wish I could go. Um, so when she got a bit older, I could go. Um, so just going there and seeing, like people say, don't you get sick of going to Disneyland every year? But you go with a different bunch of kids and you see it through a different bunch of eyes and just, yeah, kids that... Yeah, we had one a couple of years ago that was so shy, cried for the first three days, didn't want to try any rides, but we encouraged him and he was just the nicest kid out, most appreciative, he loved everything he did in the end. And that's the sort of thing that you remember is when you change a kid from not being social and then to having 20 new friends, trying anything, and you go back and the parents just say, they don't know this child, he's just so changed. So that's that's the coolest thing, yeah. 
Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. It must be so kind of inspiring to see all these um, like changes in the kids and also how their families also perceive the changes as well. Yeah, I mean, these kids are in hospital all the time and mum does wreck them in cotton wool and the mum will say, oh, he doesn't really like roller coasters. He probably won't do them or he won't do this or they won't do that. But you take them away from mum and dad and they see what the other kids are doing and they're all just kids. They're not sick kids. They're not, you know, a patient just typical Kiwi kids go and have a good time and mm. yeah and, that, and that's that's cool that's awesome I think that kind of thing is so important because I feel like when you kind of have the label of oh you are chronically ill or you have some kind of disability then you kind of have that label and so often the hospital also gives them that label all the time and the family also gives them that label all the time so that it, this kind of thing is so important to just take away that label and to just let them be kids again <laughs> it makes yeah. so much sense I mean, we've, we've had a kid he might have been a heart kid and they were do, talking to him and they said well what's the matter with so and so over there and the other kid had been burned from head to toe so he had scars all over his face and the kid they were interviewing says oh I don't know what's wrong with him yeah so they didn't see they didn't see the scars and which was pretty cool yeah yeah that's awesome I'm wondering then so obviously this is a um you know these are trips that affect the kids um it's a trip of a lifetime as you said and I'm wondering then like what kind of reactions have you gotten from maybe the families or the um the staff they work with and so people who like people who usually work with the kids what kind of reactions have you received well they do they when the kids come back they say that most of them have changed mm. you know they can do they can do their own meds with someone else might have been doing it for them or they never used to dress themselves they never picked their own clothes they would never talk to other people so yeah one one of the mothers this boy that I was talking about that was just so delightful um, we met up his mother and she was crying and just saying he would never talk, chat, chat, chat. And she watched him talk. He was talking to a couple of our caregivers in a mall and she said, I've never seen him talk like that. And when he came home, he didn't need his nightlight or he could go to street sleep straight away, which he never did before. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, that's so amazing. They're the, that's... They're, the, they're the cool stories. Yeah. Then you get, then you get some, some families you never hear from again, so... Mm, yeah, it's up yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Some, some people we can't get rid of, like we took a kid away years and years ago and now his mother's been a caregiver for probably 10 years and she does fundraising for us. And oh, wow. Some, some families stick around. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Actually, yeah, I'm curious. What are some of the other team members like at Coro Care? Are they, are they all parents themselves? Are they all caregivers? Like, who are they? No, all, so all our caregivers are police checked, of course. Um, but, but a lot of them are just, we've had teachers, builders, policemen, aviation security, just office people. It's just, they've just got to know how to have a good time. Yeah, and that's awesome. not Yeah, not, not treat them like sick kids. They've got to manage their medication, of course. But it's, it's all about having a good time and letting the kids be a bit more freer than they would be at home so yeah oh yeah and we take yeah, we take sure. nurses we take nurses of course but the majority are just um yeah all walks of life yeah that's awesome that's awesome i'm kind of i'd like to kind of paint um like a clearer picture in my head as well then so then walk me through some of the 
logistics that go into planning and executing a trip then? Yep, sure. So basically, I normally would go to get the kids. I would go to like child cancer, heart children, or kidney kids, and say nominate some children that would never get to experience this sort of thing. Um, we also get um, word of mouth, another child that's been. Um, might talk to another parent in hospital and say contact Corrie you know they might be able to take your child away mm-hmm. so we, our age range is like 7 to 14 um, even 14 year olds are getting too old nowadays Yeah, you know, teen, teenagers aren't what they used to be um, yes yeah. <laughs> so yeah and, and those organisations sort of know what we can deal with when we're away I mean we've had people that say the child needs a feeding machine 24 hours a day well we can't t- unfortunately we can't take a child like that away because we can't take them into the parks with all that um, yeah so there are certain things we we just can't take away um, mm-hmm. our nurse is amazing um, so she'll go through the list as well and say yep no problem this one we might need to give to an experienced caregiver because they might mm. be a bit more more hard work um, yeah so but we yeah we just take away what we can take away yeah. Um, but some of them are quite hard, um, hard work, and people seek saying, "Oh, you're going on holiday." But any caregiver that's been on a two-week trip to the states <laughs> knows it's definitely not a holiday. You come back and you're exhausted. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I can and all, imagine. And all all our caregivers take leave without pay, so they use up their own holidays to go. Uh, so, so yeah, so they they do it for the love of it, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like that for sure builds like a sense of community as well. I mean, you know, it's an organization that's been kind of ongoing for so many years. You must have built such a big community and it must be really close-knit as well. Yeah, yeah. Like there's probably a 10, 15 core that have been around for as long as I have. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess just to kind of further paint the image. So then... So then let's say we've done all the planning or the executing. Tell me about what a trip actually looks like then. Like what does it involve then? What activities would be included? So pretty much I've got to get all the kids to Auckland. So if they're Mm. all around the country, I've got to book their flights and that to get them to Auckland. Sometimes I have to book the parents and then have to book them overnight because the flights back don't work. Mm. Um, So normally we all meet in Auckland and then we all take off from Auckland. Depends on where we go, if we go to the States or the Gold Coast, but we'll just talk about the States. So then it's a, I've got to get all their passports, I've got to get all their visas. Um, mm. So that's very time consuming. 26 inputting of American visa. Um, and getting the passports off the families can be quite difficult. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it's like the week before and you're still saying, where's your passport? Um, yeah. <laughs> I need to wow. get it, get it. Yeah. Yes. So then we yeah. Brought, yeah, so basically, I mean, I just email all the parks and all of them are fantastic. The only park in the States we pay for is Disneyland. Mm, awesome. Which costs about 10,000 US dollars for all of us to go. Gosh. So, so wow. yeah, it's quite expensive. Yes. Um, and then wow. yeah, we get to a hotel and it's uh, two caregiver, two children to one caregiver. Um, so they look after them 24-7. The hotel is a suite, so the kids have a queen bed each. And the mm. poor, caregiver, poor caregivers in the lounge in a fold-out bed. <laughs> so they sacrifice their back for two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And wow. We don't actually tell the kids where they're going or what they're doing every day. We hop on the bus. Really? So it's a surprise when they get there. So we try and give them some hints, but then because we drive to San Diego a few days and they just have no idea. 
and then they might see the SeaWorld sign. Are we going to SeaWorld? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So they don't find out until the, until the bus pulls up into our destination. So that's quite fun. Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I guess, um, I mean, I'm, I'm just imagining, do you then have to deal with families a lot, even when, when the kids are away? Do you have to do a lot of communicating with the parents and being like, no, everything's fine, don't worry, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, um, we have no contact. The children have no contact with the parents for two weeks. Mm. Um, they find that very hard. We don't even tell them where we're, we're staying in case yeah, they track wow. Because they have people have tracked us down in the past and then get the child and then make them homesick and then it just spreads through the group. So it's just best to have no contact. So back in the olden days when I first started, um, it, it's a huge thing to ask a parent to send your child halfway around the world mm. with a total stranger that they may or not have met previously. Yes. Um, yeah. No contact. So when I used to stay back, I was their contact. So it would be contact me and I'll contact the group. Just the time difference as well. And if there's any problems, you know, the group leader will call me and we'll, we'll sort something out. So if you don't hear from me, it's all good. Um, but if you hear from me, then. But now with Facebook, it's a lot better because we can post up, we, po- we post pictures every day, um, which, awesome. which is a lot better, even though the parents say, I haven't seen my, my baby today. Where's a picture of my baby? Well, wow. the caregivers are quite busy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you will see them soon. Yeah, you will see them, yeah. Like we've done a 12-hour day, 16-hour day at Disneyland, and then you go home at 11 o'clock at night, and you see all the families are waiting, waiting online. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're normally up to 1 o'clock in the morning, every morning, posting photos or doing work, answering questions from the family. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's exhausting, it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. I mean, exhausting, but rewarding. So, so much fun, yeah. Most of the kids are just so thankful to be there and grateful and just want to try everything. So, mm. yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. even when we say, well, you're not supposed to go on that because of your heart condition or whatever. But mm-hmm. if the doctors, the doctors said yes, mum says no, doctor says yes, it's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's, all the med- it's all the medical side if the doctor says it's okay then that's fine by us yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome i mean look i mean they're kids right they, yeah, yeah it, it makes so much sense they don't they shouldn't have to kind of always be around their parents they they shouldn't have to always listen to their parents no. yeah, exactly. yeah that's awesome they say they must have vegetables every night oh you do know we're going to America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot, lot, lot of burgers and fries. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can imagine. Wow. I mean, like, and also it's, you know, it's quite a long distance as well. It's, um, you know, from Auckland. You, yeah. How, how long is the... 12 and a half hour flight. Mm, and then with the time zone difference as well. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so, that, so, that's, so that's sort of why we started the Gold Coast trip because we we could take sicker kids to there because it's only it's a short shorter distance and yeah. you know the insurance isn't so hefty and if a kid did get sick and we take them to the hospital it's not so bad. Um, mm. So we do t- tend to take sicker children to the Gold Coast. Mm. That's why we're doing that one because it's yeah, it's not so strenuous on their bodies. So Mm-mm. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. And then I guess, I mean, it, 
sounds like I mean all the trips are kind of overseas trips as well and then so obviously with COVID a lot of borders across the world are closed and so yes. what did Koru Care do then instead of these long distance trips? Well I've, I've, I've got 26 kids waiting to go to the Gold Coast because they were supposed to go May 2020 so I said look we'll mm. take you take you whenever we can um, yep. whether, whether it's two years whether it's ten years you know the, the funds are put aside for it we fundraise for that trip so they, they may be care, caregivers by the time we get to go. Um, um, the states will be that would be quite a, quite a way off, I'd say. But I've got ten kids waiting to go on that. Wow. Um, I, I was ahead of schedule and confirmed some kids, and then COVID hit, so that was a bit of a shame. Um, mm. But we but we took some of them on the Air New Zealand flight around New Zealand, which is the one you saw. Yeah. So I, I said because yeah. we're not going to Disney for some time. How about we do this for you anyway? Yeah, um, so that's awesome. Yeah, so we still wanted a fundraise. We still wanted to take kids away. So this March, just be we did twenty kids on a nine-day trip to Auckland and Rotorua. Yeah, that's awesome. I wanted to kind of unpack um, just for our listeners out there who might not have seen the news about like the trip around New Zealand. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So Air New Zealand is one of our sponsors, um, and there are four Corakers in New Zealand. There's us, which covers the, basically the North Island and there's three in the South Island. So um, we all operate independently but when it comes to sponsorship with Air New Zealand we work together. So this was for all the Korokia, four Korokias, um, Air New Zealand wanted to do a special flight for the kids because of COVID. So yes, yeah, so they, we all had to get so many children, we all met in Christchurch so they flew everyone to Christchurch, they had a party and a hangar um, and then the pilot, we did a two hour flight on the Dreamliner and there was a pattern but they didn't tell us what what it was so you could sort of watch it as as we did the flight and um and yeah it ended up being we flew in the shape of a kiwi which was just <laughs> yeah yeah pretty cool <laughs> that's that's very so very cool so, and was that all planned did you know it was going to be like that no we had no idea what the flight plan was no that was a secret kept by the pilot yeah, that was yeah. so cool. That so, was so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was some quite quite sick kids on that one. So because they can't mm. go overseas. So yeah, so, yeah. But that kind of trip would have meant so much to them. Nice to be able to do something for mm. them. Yeah, mm. yeah. Especially in a time of so much uncertainty as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Did get postponed because of COVID. So <laughs> so this mm. is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then so, I mean, so then like what have you got planned for after COVID? So you mentioned, you know, you've got kids booked in for, you've got 10 kids booked in for the trip to the US, um, you've got 26 kids for the Gold Coast. Um, any other kind of trips you've got on your mind right now? We have to have a meeting with the trustees soon. So I'm, we'll probably do another Auckland Road Rural one next year, maybe, depending on the borders. Just, mm. just to do something, but we're also thinking maybe like five days in Rarotonga. Yeah, because wow. kids just love to swim, so and that bubble seems to be okay. But then it's all, it's all very do we or don't we? Just in mm. case a bubble pops and we get stranded. I mean, people keep saying, why don't you just go to the Gold Coast now? And but we get stranded there for however many weeks it might be with twenty six kids, mm. and probably until they're all vaccinated, we probably wouldn't be able to do it anyway. Mm. Yeah, I see, I see. Because quite a 
few of them are immune suppressed and that sort of stuff so Mm, yeah yeah for sure for sure we want to take them but their safety is more important so we just have to Mm, yeah of course of course yeah yeah there are a lot of kind of steps extra steps you have to take because of covid as well i would imagine yeah Yeah. people saying well why why are you taking my child away now and i'm going well the bubble's just open, so we have to see how the bubble works. We've seen how the bubble, what happened to the bubble, so. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so it's a wait and see kind it's of thing. It's a waiting game, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> Do you have any comments for our listeners out there? No, not really, just, you know. I mean, I love what I do. It's 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 stressful. It's it's hard work, and you know we do see kids pass on, which is a real shame. But um, it's just so rewarding to be able to give them normality for a couple of weeks or a week. Um, forget about all their troubles for a while, and and the families also um, they spend so much time in the hospital and that sort of thing that they forget about the siblings. So when we take the kids away, the siblings might get a holiday somewhere else. You know. The family can spend time with the other kids. Um, so it's a whole rounded thing. It's not just about going on holiday for a couple of weeks. It's giving the family a break and yeah. just giving these kids normalcy for a, for a couple of weeks anyway. Tend to be kids again. So that's, yeah. And, and most of the kids, we're all big kids as well. So, you know. <laughs> I think we're all big kids at heart. <laughs> we have as much fun as they do. So. <laughs> oh that's awesome that's so cool I, I mean I hope we'll be able to see your future trips and also yeah. I hope I would see kind of more initiatives like this across the world because I don't yeah I don't know a lot of them but so yeah. needed I think yeah yeah no, awesome. yeah yeah that's awesome cool. all right so thank you so much for coming along on this episode then <laughs> no thank you for having me it was wonderful That's all we have time for today. I hope this episode brought you a little dose of positivity to your fortnight. And do follow Coral Care to see what else they're getting up to during the pandemic and beyond. I'd also like to take this chance to thank the first supporter of the podcast. David Atkinson was the first person to buy this podcast a virtual coffee. And I'm so, so, so thankful for that. As an independent podcaster, every dollar, every review, and every share counts. So I'm so appreciative whenever this podcast gets recognized. If you'd also like to support the podcast, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash voices unheard. That's all for today. I hope you'll stay safe and stay healthy and see you in two weeks.